This week on The Dog Show, we're going to preview the Georgia Bulldogs versus the Vanderbilt Commodores. So grab you a cold beverage and let's go. All right, Chris, I got a little something for you this week just to kick this show off. What do we got? Oh, yeah. I am so happy to see the dogs came out firing on all cylinders this week. It was such a good feeling to see them start off. Just gave me some good good feelings all around, man. And I'm I'm ready to see what the rest of the season holds out for us. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, buddy, there was a party in Athens this week. And it was a coming out party. For all you naysayers and Georgia's not the team they were in the past and Kentucky's got a chance. What a load of shit. Kentucky rolled into Athens. I appreciate Coach Stoops bringing his middle school team to Athens this weekend to play. They look fantastic. But, you know, a couple takeaways from this game after Georgia just absolutely dominated Kentucky. How bad does Florida have to be? Well, (laughs) last week, Ray Davis looked so great that – he had Georgia fans nervous. We talked about it on the last show. That's right. You know, we were a little little concerned, but we knew they were one-sided. And so Kirby did what Kirby does, and they figured out how to how to hold how to hold him, you know, down to um 59 F- yards rushing on 15 attempts. So I mean, that was the game plan and they executed. Well, the stats even worse than that cuz the very first run of the game Ray Davis came out of the shoot with an 11-yard run, and we thought, "Oh shit." You know, he's legit. He made it look easy, too. And then he got 49 yards on 14 carries after that, averaging about 3.4 yards a carry. So we really we really shut him down. And, and Jeff made a good point last week that other than that game, his career as a running back uh, at Vanderbilt and then at Kentucky has been pretty much mediocre. He, he's never been a, a world-class, you know, build-your-team-around-running-back kind of guy. So what it really shows you is that Florida's defensive line, defensive front was just awful, and Kentucky just manhandled him and opened up holes for that guy, and he had a great game. So, But but moving on to this game, uh, Georgia, Georgia just dominated in every aspect of this game. I mean, special teams, rushing the ball, 173 yards rushing. Carson Beck, 28 for 35, 389 yards Four touchdowns and an interception, and he only played three quarters, folks. So, you know, Devin Leary looked like a deer in the headlights. He couldn't even – he passed for about 40% completion rate, 10 of 26. Uh, He did have two touchdowns, but luckily luckily they had a nice turnover that got him close. So, uh, just an all-in-all route, 51-13 of Georgia over the Wildcats. Uh, really gave a, a surge to all the Georgia fans who had had some question marks this year, uh, wondering, uh, is Carson going to be the guy? And, uh, you know, can we get it done? Is our defense what it's supposed to be? And uh, I think a lot of those questions got answered, man. I, you know, Carson Beck, again, he's quietly put up the kind of stats that really will have him in the Heisman conversation. Well, you know what's crazy? He's only doing it in three quarters. Pretty much every game, three now, quarters. Now, does that come back to haunt us later on in the in the playoffs when he hasn't played a full game all year? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think in those pressure situations, it, this this game seemed like it was the first time that that he played with a sense of I got to go out here and show these guys what I can do, and he did it. And I hope that 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 boldness of play and that that fearlessness of throwing downfield and and making it happen. I mean, he was throwing some long balls right on the money. 
You know, he had four touchdown passes. Let's everybody. We all know Brock Bowers, probably the best football player in the country, but he had one hit him in the hands in the end zone and he dropped it. Second week in a row. Second week in a row. Uh, so I'll tell you, if I have if, if I had any concerns or, or just negative things to take away from that game was a couple of long throws that Kentucky was able to pull off, you know, within the Georgia secondary. Yeah. And that's always I mean, that's been our Achilles heel for years. You know, it hurt us last year, that Ohio State game. Uh, he was throwing downfield. I mean, uh, we talked about last week when we were making predictions on the game. You know, we didn't think Kentucky was going to score a touchdown. And Devin Leary had two. Yeah, I had him at uh, – I think I had him coming up with about 10 points last, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyway, moving on to the running game a little bit. Georgia did show up finally with a little bit of running game this week. Edwards Edwards looked really good. uh, He looked great. Um, I'm telling you, man, Dylan Bell, it didn't show in this game because he had three rushes for 11 yards because on one of his carries he got just – Bum rushed, no no blocking at all. Right. He took the ball yeah, and got lost, tackled what, five or six, six yards, yards yeah. loss. Yeah, but I mean, you know, every time that guy gets the ball in his hands, I just love seeing that guy with the ball in his hands, and I'd like to find a way to get him more active in the offense. But but the other guys, Kendall Milton, forty seven yards, almost six yards of carry. Edwards had six yards of carry. Uh, and Brock Vandergriff came in, ran the ball well. Um, Cash Jones snuck in there with his longest carry of the year for 19 yards. So a lot of good things happened this week, a lot to be excited about. Hard to take that emotion into a, a game against, against the Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt Commodores. So let's talk about the uh, Vanderbilt game. So Georgia is headed to Nashville, Tennessee. Game time weather is going to be about 58 degrees. It's a 12 o'clock game. It's on CBS. Um Hopefully we won't have Gary Danielson on the on the call. It's going to be at the First Bank Stadium. He'll um, be there. He'll be there talking about I know, Alabama. I He'll know. probably find a way to talk about Tua Tagovailoa, even though he's in the NFL. <laughs> oh, Georgia's favored by thirty-one and a half over and under is fifty-six. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about this game. I mean, this is very similar to the first three or four games we covered this year when we're talking about UT Martin or Ball State and so it's kind of in the same realm you know I think Georgia's going to go back to probably running back by committee to keep getting guys healthy play those second and third string guys yeah we'll probably see uh, Carson Beck in the first half and then you'll see uh, Vandergriff and Stockton in the third and fourth quarters I think we'll see Beck Uh, Kirby tends to to leave the start and he did it with um the mailman as well, even though when we had a good lead, he, he tend to play the starters for three quarters just to make sure they get the reps. But what he does quietly with the starters in is he does rotate those twos in quite a bit with the starters. And then in that fourth quarter, you get to see some of the young guys uh, getting a lot of turns and uh, getting in on the action. So it's always good to see those guys coming in. Uh, the Commodores just really haven't had much to build on. I mean, other than Hawaii and Alabama A&M, they uh, are working on five straight losses. I mean, they've just gotten really manhandled by everybody. Wake Forest, University, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida. They, you know, now they got Georgia, Ole Miss, Auburn, South Carolina, Tennessee. So those first two games that they won will be the only two games that they win this year, I would imagine. So, okay. So last year, Vanderbilt surprised some folks, and they had, what, two SEC wins? So are you predicting Beatty didn't have a single SEC win? They're not going to win a game in the no. SEC this year. But and I, I, I agree with you. I just wanted to throw that out there just to see uh, to see what you'd say. But hats off to quarterback uh, A.J. Swan. 
whose father Alan and mother Brandy are friends of ours. And uh, I used to play ball with uh, Alan up in Woodstock, Georgia. And we hung out for a few years. AJ was just a little kid running around the field at the time. He might have even been in a stroller when we first started playing. Well, you know, he's out injured. Is he? Yeah. So Ken Seals um, is going to be uh, getting his third straight start for Vanderbilt. Uh, oh, apparently shit. AJ Swan's got a bruised elbow on his throwing arm. So, Well, shout out to him anyway. <laughs> hang in there aj you got this buddy i see the stats now yeah ken seals came in and might be taking his spot forever basically looking at the stats he's uh got about a seven percent better completion rate he's uh averaging a yard more of pass he's got six touchdowns to one interception a qbr rating of uh 154.1 versus uh AJ's 129. So, but all in all, man, Vanderbilt is just uh, just like their stadium when it was being rebuilt. Not going to be ready for the season. The team seems to be in some shambles, and I hope to see those guys get it together and uh, and find a way because it really it's nobody wants to see one of the other teams in the SEC just be the whipping post for the rest of the league. So, good luck, Vandy. Hope you pull it together. Uh, I predict Carson to have about 350 yards through three quarters. I predict Brock to uh, continue to let the world know that he is just really, really, really good at football. I hope to see some of these young guys come out and make some plays there at the, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I was looking at uh, Georgia's injury report for this week going into the game. It looks like we're getting a lot of our folks back on the field. So they still have Lad McConkey listed as questionable, uh, even though he did play a little bit last week. And then you got uh, Roderick Robinson uh, with his ankle is doubtful. And then the rest of them are, you know, the rest of the guys that are out are still out. So. Okay. I'm looking forward to Roger coming back. I, I really was hoping he was going to have a big year. I uh, was hoping to see him and, and uh, Edwards split the carries a little more and, and really get that one-two punch going for Georgia. But, you know, like I said, if they keep working in Dylan Bell, he might be the guy that fills that spot. But I think this week Georgia is probably going to stick to their, you know, their average 41 points a game, probably go about 44 to 10. I think Vanderbilt's going to be able to move the ball a little bit, maybe get a touchdown, uh, lucky touchdown, and uh, a few field goals. So I'm looking at about a 47 to 16 game. I'm taking Vandy. and the, 16? Yeah, 16. Wow. Nine and seven. Three field goals and a touchdown. That's what I got them. So, you know, I think you're going to get a 47 to 16 game. I am taking Vandy with the 31 and a half just because Kirby tends to pump the brakes pretty hard uh, late in the game on these teams, these uh, lower level teams. And then I'm going to take uh, over 56 because I think combined they're going to they're going to barely squeak over that 56 mark. All right. And uh, Jeff sent us his pick at uh, he thinks Georgia is going to win 42 to six and cover uh, the point spread and under. and the under. So me and Jeff, exactly the opposite on that one. All right, guys. Well, that's our show for the week. We really appreciate you tuning in. Please remember to subscribe and to like. And go dogs.